Which characters seem like they'll change the most here in Season 5 of Street Fighter V? We've come up with our top 10 roster members who we think have had the biggest adjustments here on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. Happy New Year! We are back with another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. How's it going? I feel I was just telling other John here that I feel pretty good this morning and everybody else in my life, like my my girlfriend and my friend uh, Tyler and, and the few others that we were hanging out with last night are just zombies right now. And, uh-huh. and it's I, I get to like foo-foo on you guys. You traded all your happiness last night. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm rolling pretty well, too. Uh, my wife and I have, have gotten into drinking uh, wine and we had some uh, uh, sparkling white wine champagne whatever last night like you know like the cheap stuff from uh, like costco or whatever it was really good so it's uh but it's it's nice to to be able to enjoy stuff and, and kind of take a break from all the fgc stuff but we have a podcast to run baby we got to get right back into it hmm. we want to talk about our top 10 characters we think got the biggest changes so far in street fighter 5 and i want to make a, a big note on there the so far um obviously we're not super far away from you know these these patch notes dropping uh we've got you know 38 characters to pour through and go over uh and we went through the patch notes we read over every single character uh every single change uh, along with their v skill twos that is not a lack uh, that, that that's a lot of time i just want to say you know to go yeah. and do that um and and uh, then from that point, uh, and we noted like who we thought changed the most and then watched footage of those characters and played them and did what we could to see how practical their changes were. Like this was a big time research project. It was not something, you know, randomly thrown together. Uh, but with, you know, so many changes and so many things, it not, <laughs> there could be a few stones that did not get turned over. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's there's so much to learn here. I was saying to you when we when we first brought this up that what this feels like is there are six million things out there. How am I supposed to figure out if one of these things that looks significant is actually more significant than all six other million of them? And it's it's kind of intimidating in that sense. And I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way right now. But like you said, this is an early take and things could change down the road. But there's a lot of research that has been done at this early stage, so don't take it as law, you know, but there's there is uh, backup information behind all of this. So take it as a good lead and and wait until something better comes around before you start to discredit it is what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, it's a uh, take this as a pretty big research project because we put a lot of time into it, but it's not gospel, right? It's not, you know, the exact but um, anyway, I, I want to jump in and, and, and say that it wasn't enough that a character got a change for me. Like, you know, it said like Capcom did this. I wanted to see those changes actively factoring into matchups that I was yeah. watching, like uh, positively or negatively. I, I wanted to see a very discernible and, and, and standout difference of the gameplay change. And so there's a few characters that people you know have been pointing out like uh, in, you know, on Twitter and other places that they got big changes on paper. But if you're hardly ever seeing those moves, I'm not counting that as a big change. So. It's fair. Yeah, if you disagree uh, and and you think there's some stuff out there that we should be noting and talking about, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, it's a great place to reach us both. Um, but but there it is. So I, I will note that there are uh, a few characters here just before we get started, like Sagat, Birdie, and Abigail uh, that, that got, you know, some solid changes and whatnot. Um, but the people that I'm going to talk about here 
um, they got larger changes than those. So th- those other characters, they definitely got stuff that happened to them, but like their their overall play style is not significantly better or worse enough to talk about, in my opinion. Like it just it didn't change enough, right? I think most of the birdie players are still using V Skill One, for example. Like V Skill Two, the the bubble gum has not you know changed much. Well, I keep hearing so. that Birdie kind of got smacked in the face a little bit, there and that it he's is. Uh, he's lost a lot of what, he didn't need to lose anything. But mm-hmm. unlike the story for most people right now, which is that they're celebrating that their character seems to have something pretty big, and that's going to kind of fizzle out for a lot of a lot of characters because there you know there is going to be a hierarchy but right now everyone's feeling the potential which is really good good mm-hmm. on capcom and that's a, a big box to check when you're um, rolling out a new patch like this but um but yeah birdie didn't get that it doesn't seem and uh yeah. sucks sucks to suck bro yeah he he looks a lot of the same to me he's just less effective at it you know but uh but yeah uh, so, but right. birdie didn't make the list here but someone who did make the list at number 10 we've got sakura uh and the big thing about her now is she can convert uh, standing heavy punch into her V skill to roll knee. Uh, like, you know, you do the roll and then you do the knee and then she can do a DP afterwards. And what this does for her is she can fish a neutral now for stand heavy punch. And she could do that before, but now she is converting into even bigger damage off of it. And then if she catches someone sleeping, uh, she can also do her roll and get up in someone's face and be like, hey, you know, you didn't anticipate me doing this. Now I'm point blank on you. That is exactly where you do not want Sakura at. If, if, mm-hmm. she is, uh, if she is anywhere near your face, she is going to mess you up hard being there. So, um, again, it's uh, Sakura's V skill two roll. I want to be really careful with this because without the knee uh, from her standing uh, heavy punch, it's negative 13. And I think her best case scenario um, is being uh, negative in the double digits, I think negative 10, without spending meter, you know, to set something up like, you know, a V trigger activation or whatever from this. It is a very unsafe approach for her. But I saw a number of Sakura players lulling people into thinking, oh, there's no way she's going to roll. Boom. She rolled up in, in my face. And, and now uh, that that one or two more chances to get in for her is all she needs to destroy you. That's 100% on the opponent that's playing against her to stop those shenanigan rolls. Um, I, but, but yeah, it is a very much a valid thing to do. Um, and uh, something I really want to qualify here, because this is going to apply to virtually everybody that we talk about today, um, some foundational stuff is that is it's very clear with these changes that Capcom has buffed characters so that they'll be better at footsies in a lot of instances. Footsies and rushdown are kind of the two big things that I'm seeing a lot of here. Um, and so it's like you're going to have more damage in combos and you're going to have um, more ability to get there from the neutral. The big big question is that with these buffs to footsies sure people are going to be encouraged to play that more and that's really good but will the just do it special move or v trigger cancel nature of the game continue to like eclipse the footsies or will they have grown to be a significant enough part of the game because Mm -hmm. if they have then the things that we're talking about with sakura like the specific buffs that she's getting become mega important if not then she's good at doing something and that'll get her somewhere a little bit but it won't change things because even though she can do all this really cool stuff from the neutral a urian shoulder tackle is not going to care about any of that right right? stuff like that so i'm and and i'm and i'm encouraged i do think that there's a really good chance that we've gone to this place where footsies lit are are a bigger deal than the just do it moves but um, if that's the case, Sakura is one of those characters that's looking real good all of a sudden. Yeah, and, and uh, very well point, uh, pointed out uh, there in terms of 
a bigger emphasis on neutral play. And it, it shocked both you and I. We, we talked about it last week where uh, neutral play just overall seems quite a bit more effective than it was. And and again, we'll see how that holds up long term. There's plenty of Urians running out there ready to do EX shoulder tackle at any moment, right? Like they're, yes. they're salivating at the thought of like, you want to play footsies? Thank you. <laughs> we, we get it. But um, uh, even with Sakura, with, with her role, like keep in mind, like it's the threat of it. It's that sheathed sword by her side that, okay, are you actually going to pull it out and try to stab me with it? I have to think about that now. And before I did not have to think about it, and it's amazing how often this move is in play without actually being in play. Like, she doesn't need to do it. She just needs the threat of it to get you to hesitate a little bit more. And then, you know, and again, she can bust it out. It's it's really nice. It's not Kin's run, but, I mean, you, if you give Sakura Kin's run, like, that gets really scary. GG's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyway, it, it's, and then pretty much all the Sakura players I looked at, they had all switched over to V-Skill 2 which is interesting because I don't think Visco one is worthless, but once again, it's that threat that like I could do this and I have some applications for it. And, and there it is. So, yeah. The, uh, so another big thing, Sakura is looking like she's got some pretty good potential, right? Here's the thing. There are a ton of characters in that same boat. And this is yeah. getting back to what I was saying about how Capcom has laid this patch out to encourage everyone to give everyone some hope. Um, almost across the board and that's great but again this is gonna settle and everyone's like cool new toys only some of them are gonna be like the right kind so Mm -hmm. right now uh, keep in mind that we're probably gonna talk about a lot of these characters like they could shift up to suddenly being in the top five or something like that and they could there's a lot of potential there but really only five will right and so we'll see what happens you know only 10 will be in the top 10 so yeah. keep that all in mind um but it is exciting right now there because everybody be feels I'm, yeah highlander <laughs> yeah that is there could yeah. be only one yeah we'll edit that in post yeah thank you i appreciate that so, <laughs> um but yeah it's and i agree it's it's so interesting to see like we there's a whole ecosystem that goes into this that will help dictate where the the tiers actually shake out. And uh, there's actually a character we'll be getting into here a little bit later who got some significant you know, improvements, but I don't know if it helped their tier ranking that much, uh, which is a really odd thing to say, but we'll get into that at that point in time. But, but yeah, I'm wondering so. who it is you're going to say that about. I'm intrigued. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it just like you guys are right now. Gotcha. <laughs> so uh, at number nine, we have Vega. Uh, initially, when I read over Vega's patch notes, I was way more excited about how his changes would impact him, but after watching quite a bit of footage, I don't think he's heavily altered overall, uh, but more light to moderate changes, like hence his spot on the list here at number nine. Uh, I'll start with the Sky High Claw. That's a brand new move. Most mm-hmm. characters did not get a brand new move in this game, um, and this seems interesting for Vega, but I hardly ever saw it used during the match, um, and it's actually a negative 20 regularly, and then the EX version is negative 15. Um, and it looked like the applications for this were mainly for corner escape. Uh, oh, that so, was for fireballs. That's what uh, they say in the patch notes. It's yeah, like you can, you I, I didn't see it a single time for fireballs at all. And, and maybe um, maybe it, the, the Vega players aren't used to it at all, but I did yeah. see it for corner escape quite, uh, like a few times. Like it's another way for him to kind of have a chance at escaping. You know, you do the, the cross-up version of it where he flies to the other wall and it's hard to react to and, you know, you, you land and stuff like that. But yeah, mm-hmm. Um I don't think it's worthless at corner escape either. I want to be very careful with that. Uh, but it's not easy 
to escape the corner with it either. It's it's decent. It gives Vega another option to control uh, positioning and all that kind of stuff. And and he does land at a range that even though he's negative 20, negative 15, it makes him somewhat reasonably hard to punish. But uh, if you're negative in the double digits, you're very punishable under some circumstances, right? You know, that's yeah. not good. So For Vega's changes, he was already a character that had good the neutral play potential, right? And if right. that's the direction of this change, uh, of this general patch, then he's already kind of like, if, if if that shifts to where, like, that's what a lot of people are doing, he's already kind of ahead of the class in a certain way. So um, he, there's a lot of complaint about his defense being pretty poor, and I don't know that that was helped too much in this, uh, in this patch. But I think he's able to capitalize more once he actually lands hits, and he's yeah. um, given even a little bit of a buff to his... It's more like once he's already in it's once he's already made the hit than it is his um his neutral play although i think there's a little bit there as well but it's like a little bit better frame data a little bit more damage a little more potential to combo further like uh, with his um with his rose they're like really trying to make that thing work right mm-hmm. like to be a valid v trigger and um but i have felt the wrath of that on um an online vega hitting me and like doing like a a combo that was 600 hits longer than what I'm used to seeing because it had meter and the rows and everything. So it, like now it really hurts to get hit by Vega. Yeah. Um, that's kind of pretty good. It, but like well, on my uh, on my notes here that I have about him, I said he got a bunch of little things across his offense that may or may add up to enough. Again, one of those characters that has potential, but where will they actually land? Uh, definitely potential. And it's like he got a goodie bag of pretty great party favors. You know, it's like it's like... One of those things where, oh, oh, it's like a nice bottle of, uh, you know, lotion from Luxiton or something like that. Like, oh, it's not the coolest thing ever, but I'm definitely going to use this later. Like, I'm happy to get it. Oh, a Starbucks gift card. A lot of cool, neat little things, but will it be enough? Like, I think there are some other goodie bags out there that other characters got that might be uh, a little better. Yeah. And one thing we haven't talked about just yet is V-Skill 2. And I actually think this is a terrific anticipation with Punish Move. And what I mean by anticipation is I didn't really see it on reaction to make moves with. But when Vega players thought the opponent would do something, they would fish for this in neutral. And it seemed to do pretty well for them overall at, at you know, fishing stuff out because the kick follow-up is fairly fast and it only leaves them at negative six, which from the range that he flies away at is actually pretty darn safe. So I think that his V-Skill 2 against some matchups and styles... You're going to see Vega players actually use that quite a bit as it's particularly adept at countering YOLO players and moves. You know, you see a Bison player wanting to throw out his scissors all the time or, you know, do the devil dick or whatever. This is a great way of anticipating that and getting a nice punish off of it that builds V-Gage. And, and if not, like, oh, uh, you know, you blocked He's it. just you out? Yeah. Um, it's, um, I'm sorry, what's that? Well, can he, does he have to do the follow-up kick? No, he does not. He, he So can, can he... Like, basically put himself in the position of, like, hey, I think you're going to devil dick here. So then he does the backflip. Um, and then if if the guy, you know, doesn't bite or he doesn't move forward, well, at least Vega's out of the pressure situation. But exactly. if he does, then he can hit you. So yeah. it's like a little bait and switch sort of uh, exactly. trap. It's yeah. a, it's And again, I don't think it's fast enough to really catch people on reaction. Maybe some players can do that, but I generally saw it as an anticipation. I think you're going to do something. I'm going to do this to kind of flip out of the way. Um, I think there's some defensive uses to it, but he doesn't fly back a long way. So if someone's point blank, you're kind of landing point blank with a move with a lot of recovery and 
you're probably going to get blown up for it. So it, it's very much a situational V-skill, but some of those situations are spots that Vega really struggled with before, which is kind of dealing with, you know, the urine EX shoulder tackle and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, if you know that's coming, go ahead and flip, and hopefully you avoid it from the right ranges, right? Um, mm. and, and then you're able to punish and knock, you know, the urine player down or, or get a hit on them or, you know, even then you're negative six from a far range away. It's pretty good. It, it's pretty darn good. So... I look at all the all the changes that Vega got, and I've got him at number nine because I feel like again the changes are solid, but they're not amazing. Man, it's does this guy have a history uh, of looking like he's going to be something special on paper? And then I'm going yeah. in and watching Bolt Strike, and I'm watching you know Doom Snake, and I'm watching all the you know major tournament players use him, and I'm going, damn, like he looks mostly the same. Like it's it's definitely different. There are definitely some you know new things he can do. Uh, as V skill or I should say V trigger one rose is good. You know it leaves him at plus two, but that's only plus two from certain ranges that are going to be applicable for him because if he throws it at the wrong one, he's going to fly all the way across the screen and it'll be plus two. But if you're sweep distance or more out plus two doesn't mean anything you know uh, not for him at least and uh, and there it is is it scary enough when he hits you like if you get hit by vega do people go oh crap yeah i i mean i've always felt that i think since season three once vega hits you it's oh crap but the big thing about the character is his defense has always been super super suspect and his anti-airs are, are pretty much balls so yeah like I, I know the defense thing and i don't think they're going to give him much there because well, he's got options in the neutral, and he's fairly mobile otherwise. But I, I just think that with where he's created, like the way he's created, it's it's like that. You know what? It sucks to get hit by G, right? And he's right. got relatively weak defense, but that's balanced out by like how much it sucks to get hit by him. If Vega had that, if, if he had like the, the mix-ups in neutral and it sucks to get hit by him, then he's got what it takes and he can deal with having the weaknesses that you were just talking about but it really has to he has to be able to do the damage and preferably without using meter meters like even more so so right yeah it's i i mean i always feel like when vega gets it on you and starts doing a stand heavy punch um you know and is canceling into his claws stuff and all that like it's you're holding a lot of pressure and if he gets a correct read or two uh, he's getting pretty good damage that he can carry on for a while um and it's it's really like where i I kind of randomly rush down Vega and blow him up. And that's where I think his V-Skill 2 is good. It's like, if you kind of know someone's going to go YOLO, it's like, just do that and you can blow it up now. That's an option he didn't have before. Um, it was very hard for him to just kind of like counter stuff. And I'm interested to see where he goes. I'm not super hopeful that he's going to jump up a long way in the tier rankings, but I am, I am optimistic that he's going to jump up a bit. I think they addressed one of his main weaknesses, but they didn't address it hardcore. Right. Um, but again, I want to see it's I, I won't call V skill too easy to use for Vega. Uh, it's it seems like it takes a good amount of skill to use. So we'll see where it goes. Fair enough. All right. Next up, we at number eight, uh, we've got Guile. Uh, and the whole reason that we have Guile up here is uh, V skill two. Um, it was used uh, almost constantly when people select it, which they did in about 60 to 70% of the matches I looked at from footage from Kaba, Chuan, and then Mario DB. Uh, this was getting quite a bit of play, uh, and I'd wondered about it because, you know, V-Skill 1 for Guile is very good, uh, but so that ended up actually being used about 30 to 40% of the time, which is significant. There are some matchups and there are some approaches where Guile players really want that V-Skill 1 still. Um, and that's what made Guile only come in at number 8 on the list because... When you saw V-Skill 2 come out, you were seeing that freaking thing about 
four to five times around. Highly impactful. This is a move that I think even if it didn't build V-Gage, uh, it would be good. But since it does, it makes it very good. And this is a move that builds V-Gage on block that is a projectile. It is a projectile that builds V-Gage on block. It's like Nikali's ground pound. Yes, it's really good. And, and again, four to five times in a single round to see a, a move you know, kind of done is quite a bit. Uh, and again, watching Kaba, watching the other players do this, like they were constantly applying it in the match. What's the recovery like after he does it? Great question. So uh, I saw some Guile players ping people in the top of the head with this. And, and you know, that's where you don't want to hit with dive kicks or any kind of aerial move, right? And and then he would be standing right next to the other person at about negative four. Uh, some cases were negative three, but I mean, if he's... If it's pretty bad off, like, and most characters should be able to punish them without issue uh, with that negative four um, punishment. But a lot of people were not familiar with it because it's Guile jumping at you, throwing a sonic boom. I think your mind melts right there at the concept of that. Like, why did you give this to him, Capcom? I don't understand. <laughs> and then, like, then you start to see, oh, there are gaps here. But I also saw Guile places um, super well and actually be plus 12 on block. But... What? not at a range where he could do much about it. It's like so way far away. Yeah, he's basically taking you in the foot, you know, ankle area and he's plus 12, but it's like he's so far out that he's sure, you know, he can maybe throw a stand heavy punch and hope it, you know, whiff punishes one of your buttons or something, but um, and also he can combo off of G skill too. Like it can be to a point where he gets a, you know, plus four. Uh, and you know, I, I imagine like if you hit it perfectly, you could, you know, combo some other stuff afterwards, but it's not like he's getting long, elegant combos off of, you know, this V skill too. It's mostly one off, uh, kind of complimenting what he has, but yeah. Um, but also when I say, or when I asked, uh, what's his recovery? Like, what about on, um, on whiff? Because, a big part of playing against Guile is knowing when to jump. You have to have that as one of your options. You can't just shut down, even though he's got great anti-airs. But you have to play sometimes that Sonic Boom flash kick game. And this is going to very much occupy that space because it's got a lot of animation to it, right? But is it the kind of move that if if he does it, can you react jump? And, oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Or can he react and flash kick you because he's already recovered, similar to his Sonic Boom? So it has 54 frames of recovery on it, which is you know, almost a second, but also you're dealing with the projectile you know, afterwards, right? So he's recovering, but if you can, if, you know, if everything whiffs, you know, it's a full second of recovery. Plus it has 22 frames of startup, which, and I, I mean, he's jumping into the air. He's heavily telegraphing what he's going to do. So if you have good air to air or anti-air options, you can blow him up for doing it. And like I saw Honda super right through it the moment he jumped to do his, you know, his, sure. I'm going to call it his dumb V skill too already. Cause <laughs> I'm pretty fond of this thing. Like it's, it's, it's good. Um, but I saw a bunch of people, the moment he started over telegraphing it, they're just they're blowing it up left and right if they have good options to do it so yeah uh so uh his his air sonic boom actually does 40 damage and his ground sonic boom does 60 and and that's a good thing to remember here uh because the angles and the ranges that his air sonic boom allows guile to cover complements his tool set so damn well i am just kind of blown away because it's not something you could just keep doing over and over again like I, we just talked about there's a lot of ways of blowing it up so you have to really implement it with all of his other tools and it it's kind of crazy and it's actually kind of awesome because it's you can see the skill set and you can see the the player thought process going through his wheel of options he's not just doing it he's 
like, how can I maintain space and how can I maintain space that I don't know if I've seen quite in a Street Fighter game before. I mean, sure, Akuma's air fireball, but this feels different. Like this, the short hop that he's doing to, to kind of plant it on your head and kind of keep zoning and keep doing his kicks and his other stuff like Akuma does his air fireball often to get in and blow you up with it where Guile is using this to kind of maintain space and kind of move around the screen it's it's a very it's a similar application but to me there's enough differences that stand out about it right would you say it's a different way to play Guile or just it augments his game further uh I I think this makes him a more zone heavy character instead of the rushdown I think Capcom is purposely kind of moving the needle more towards him being more about the sonic booms and less about getting in your face and doing his kind of frame traps and other stuff that, that got nerfed in pre- previous seasons. Yeah, he him being able to just like maul you once he gets in was stupid. I mean, mm-hmm. he still is pretty dang good at that. His, his buttons are really nice. Um, and crouching medium kick got better. You can It's a plus two on hit now. So, uh, but not, not much beyond that it's more just like and they even said that like we didn't change too much to him so beyond the sonic or the uh the new v skill i don't think that uh he needed much he was like one of those characters that could get the job done but like wasn't wasn't like top five amazing this last season uh but you still have to if you're capcom entertain those characters and the people mm-hmm. that play them and give them something new to do and this v skill it looks like they did exactly that without doing a whole bunch of different changes you got also the quality of life vitality and stun increase so that's nice too so if you're a guile player i think there's a new reason to continue to play and that's good um and and as long as this doesn't break him and i i don't want guile as like one of the best characters in the game he's very he's very frustrating to lose to like i get it he's he's one of the original street fighters and that's great and he's it's good to have him in the game but like i don't like having a bunch of guiles to go through just sucks yeah I think with this move, it was very easy to make it OP are completely underwhelming. And they yeah. they found a really good sweet spot with it where I'm watching it going, yeah, that's good, but there are counters all up and down. Like, there's a bunch of ways to do it, and it just it adds more flavors to what Guile is doing. It's, it's extra highlights on top of his game plan. And I'm like, well, they're making Guile more of what he should be, like the, the zoning control character, and not they didn't try to buff him up by giving him a bunch of kind of ridiculous rushdown, which we really advocated heavily against, right? That's not yeah. Guile. And, and so they made guile more guile right like that's that's good so i was very happy with it but yeah yeah and especially like you're saying if everyone's using v skill too more often and and they're going to be more encouraged to play in that style that's cool i like that's the kind of guile i want to fight against i guess right if you if you got to fight guile that's what you want to fight if you gotta (laughs) yes uh so at number seven uh is balrog uh so I, I want to be very clear with this one. It's, again, his V-Skill 2 uh, that jumped out much like Guile. Uh, but Balrog needs time to get off his V-Skill 2. And what this is is it it, it uh, soups up his um, his rush punches, right? And and if he does not have the time to get it off, he kind of sways back and forth. It's super telegraphed. You know exactly what he's doing when he's doing it. It doesn't look like anything else. He's, like, doing some kind of weird sway and swinging his arms, and he's, like, screaming and stuff. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's very obvious what, what Balrog is doing. No ambiguous level at all. Um, and the important part is he just he can't randomly just get that out there without getting a uh, hit and, and interrupted unless like I guess your character is like the stubbiest thing alive. Um, it has got a good amount of recovery. It does not seem to be able to be interrupted and to get the power up. It's like you have to be very purposeful and, and intent based to get the power up with Balrog, which usually means knocking someone down and giving up the Oki and spacing and then activating his V skill too. Uh, but what you get for doing that 
is you get what I feel like is the equivalent of another EX rush punch for Balrog. And Balrog's EX rush punches are really good. They are very, very good. And this just kind of adds on to them. And you kind of look at this and go, man, is that going to be a little bit OP? Is this going to be broken? Well, again, Balrog's an aggressive character with bad defense. The fact that he has to give up that pressure and his, you know, the Oki and the spacing and all that kind of stuff to get this out there, it's a really good counterbalance. And I was watching Smug do this. I was watching a number of other Balrog players do this. And it's like, they were all playing it the same way where it's like, yeah, I'm going to charge this up, but Man, I, I could have had something else if I if I kept going in. I could have done more. But it's a more. free in once he charges it up because it makes his rush punches plus. And, and it makes EX rush punch plus four. So, yeah, maybe he gets the damage and then he has to activate honestly. But notice I just said activate. You know why? Because this starts to smack of season two robbery-ass Balrog. This is giving him a basically a like I'm saying, a free in where then now you're facing a 50-50 against this character who also got his punch, uh, his standing jab uh, uh, buffed a little bit where it reaches further. Mm -hmm. Just throw that note in there as we process all the rest of this. Um, It might not be as bad as V-Trigger back in Season 2. It doesn't look like it's going to be that bad. But if he gets this off, and you know he's going to, by that I mean like activates, uh, sorry, V-Skills, then he just has to do a rush punch, and now he's plus two on you. So, like, you're right. It's like the equivalent of an EX rush. And and, and you can pair this. They wanted to people to use V-Trigger 2, which is his command grab that does a ton of stun. This goes in. You're plus four. With his command grab, you have to... It's like a, it's a 50-50 for that thing. Or, you know, you have to be jumping. Otherwise, you can't do anything there, and he'll get you with the command grab. It's like, it's pretty gnarly. Um, again, not as bad as season two robbery, but like this is a robber kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, does he lose it if he gets hit? Uh, he does not, but he does lose it if he gets if he whiffs. Like it, whenever he does a rush punch, it's gone uh, on whiff or on hit. Okay. I hope that Balrog is not one of the characters that floats to the top because of this, because this is going to be a whole lot of well, here we go for free, and now I'm doing Street Fighter mix-ups. And guess what? All that stuff that we were talking about with really cool neutral and whiff punishing, throw that out the window because here comes Balrog Rush Punch for plus two. Yeah, um, I I actually uh, disagree with you on this one. And to to set this up a little bit, you generally give the advantage to the incumbent V skill if it's solid for most players. Like Balrog's V skill one, the the KKB is generally pretty good. Like you know he turns around and he can go overhead or he can punch you in the face or, or do whatever, right? Uh, and that's good. It's very good. It gives him a lot of mix ups and, and makes him very rush down heavy. Um, and this was a highly used and well thought of V skill. It was just like okay, I think even you and I said like man, it's going to be kind of hard to get Balrog away from his other V skill, right? Um, uh, so, so the incumbent has such an advantage, especially early on when we're seeing the stuff, but I, I saw the usage was about 65%, uh, V skill two and about 35% V skill one. Um, and so V skill one definitely still has its fans, especially in some matchups. I mean, you're still, I think you're seeing ball players just go right to it still, no matter what, but, um, 
I think that V-Skill 2 actually, uh, haha, I'm exactly contradicting you, but, but bear with me here. I, I believe it actually makes them more solid because instead of just that constant pressure up in your face, do am I going to you know do my turnaround punch and you have to you know be ready and react to it? Or am I going to go overhead? Or am I going to do all this kind of stuff? Like V-Skill 2 is making you have to earn those hits in neutral again to capitalize on it. And I get that he can kind of randomly throw it out and punish you and stuff with it. But to me, Rushdown Balrog just sitting in your face all day long and just doing, you know, mix up after mix up after mix up. And oh, did you block? Uh, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. But if you didn't block, now I get, you know, 50 damage or whatever, or uh, 50% damage, I should say. That to me was much worse than what I'm seeing with this right now. Granted, it's early. And, and as I said, this basically gives them another EX rush punch, and that is damaging and it, it is strong. It is. And it puts you in a 50 50. Yeah. If he's close enough. I it, It's so often with that, I mean, he's. He can do that and put you in a 50-50, but like he's so usually spaced out from like his light one, right? Like, it, and maybe it's a Monat thing. Maybe it's other characters who have better normals. Uh, Nicali's Mr. Stubby, right? Uh, so uh, to me, it actually feels better, but uh, I'm I'm certainly not going to take what you said for granted and be like, oh, yeah, that's, you know. Well, yeah, but because you're talking about like doing his light rush punch or such, like that's, there's, he doesn't want to be next to you after that. He wants to do that more at like the, the farthest distance, right? Because isn't he like... I don't know if he's plus off of that. I think he's only plus like off of the EX, right? But with this one, you're going to be doing like heavy punch from not too far away. So you can be as deep as possible because he's plus. And yeah. then you have your, your, so, and with, but with V skill one, you, yes, you have some rushdown options and there, V skill one is something that you kind of have to lab defensively and it's not as scary as it, as it certainly used to feel like it was. Um, that's not to say that it doesn't still get me from time to time. Absolutely. But like, you can kind of watch and see there's only so many options in V skill one, uh, but he had to close the gap. Now he still has to get the V skill activated when you're using two, but once that happens, he gets to be up there in your face, and while Visco one gave him some, yeah, his, his little razzle-dazzle kind of mix-ups, you still have a 50-50 mix-up for almost free for how are you going to deal with his dash punch that I'm just going to kind of do, I and mean, then he's there. It, it's fairly telegraphed because, I mean, if you know he's charged up, you know it's going to come at some point, and so you neutral jump it. And, and I mean, as I mentioned before, that, that expends on whiff or on hit. Like, anytime you do a rush punch, it's gone. I mean, not on reaction, so. though. Like, you're, you're just neutral jumping, and then you come down, and then he does the rush punch. If he, I mean, yeah. it's possible to catch him. But, like, in this game, it's pretty difficult to catch, uh, uh, to do neutral jumps and, like, catch, like, bison scissors and Balrog rush punches. A lot of times those moves will go under you and then recover before you're, uh, before you're down, and they actually anti-air you from the other side. That happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, I mean... It, when I was watching it, it didn't look OP at all. You know, it's watching Smug play Balrog. It's it's Smug playing Balrog, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So I, I can see it. I mean, it's definitely good. When people are, are switching off, like I said, the incumbent V-Skill, which is very strong and going to this, I, I mean, it's definitely very good. I don't see it as being OP. I don't have fears of the Season 2 Balrog return. You know, I just, I think they made Balrog a bit overall better, eh, maybe more than a bit, you know, but I, I just, I don't see him being a top-tier character in this. Uh Right now, I don't see it. Now, we'll have to record that, and, and you'll have to play it back to me in a month or two if I'm wrong. And if I'm right, you can just forget about it. It's, it's all good. Um, but, I mean, if I'm wrong, it'll be like, oh, you didn't see this one coming, asshole. And I'm like, I, I did it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's really going to come down to how uh, e how efficiently he's going to be able to get V-Skill 2 activated. I think if he can just do it almost at any time, then, like, if he can just back off and do it, then that's going to be a problem. If people have uh, answers to it and you can't just get it started, then then it's not going to be too powerful. But I and I hope you're right 
but I can definitely see Balrog be one of those characters that we're tired of seeing online because they're all just there and they're all just doing the same thing that's just really effective. I hope that's not what happens, yeah, but I'm wary. It's 50 frames to get it out um, to do his V-Skill 2 charge, and I mean his hitboxes are hurtbox, I should 50 say. 50 frames is a lot. Yeah. Nikali's is only 24. It, and his hurtbox is huge. It's Balrog. He's a big dude, and I mean, he's swaying back and forth almost like, hit me, you know, kind of thing. Don't try to sure. hit me, hit me, you know. I mean, it, it's he's... He's uh, got to do it after like sweeps so if he has to he, earn the hit first to, yeah then i like it yeah like i don't like it but i'm not as mad at it yeah that's it's really a huge part of it it's again i saw smug try to randomly get it out there he was playing against a rashid at the time uh so rashid yeah. like eagle spiked him and did rashid stuff right but i mean still it's that's almost a full second of time that you have and all you have to do is jab him or hit him with anything and it completely interrupts the process uh it looked like smug was getting to the end of um you know the animation finishing on the 50 frames and like you know he could have been on frame 49 and gotten hit and it's like that animation's not finishing and it's not going through it's like smug pretty much stopped trying to to randomly do it and it's like he was only setting it up at that point from uh, uh maybe if his full screen uh, but not even really then it was just like it, there was just too much recovery for people to ping him uh and again it's balrog you kind of don't want to let balrog be full screen on you um you kind of want to be rushing him down and, and his defense is pretty poor so if he's going to open himself up and let you get those you know free hits in there that that does take a toll on him so yeah yeah, maybe it is. I'm liking what you're saying so far about about it as um, like balancing out in my mind. So hopefully, yeah. hopefully. Uh, like I said, save that quote and blow me up with it later because yeah. that's what the people <laughs> on Twitter are going to do. And that's what I have to live with. So I'm used to it. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, at number six, we've got Falk. Um, and the big thing about her is her projectile is about 17% faster to charge now. Uh, it was 60 frames uh, previously and a full second, and now it's 50, and it makes a significant difference. Uh, this thing was already solid before, and now it is even better. And it's, it's when you're going into a match now against Falk, where it's like, oh, yeah, I, I have to deal with, you know, her fireball. Like, I, I need to be considerate of that, right, and, you know, plan around it and stuff. Now it's like, oh, crap. I really need to watch out for this thing because it can blow up a lot of stuff I'm trying to do. And she can she can charge it over and over again very fast. And then uh, on top of that, um, she has her V-Skill 2, uh, which seems to be preferred by all the Falk players I checked out. Uh, that seems to be a complete switchover from her twirling her freaking baton, mm -hmm. whatever kind of crap she had before. Um, but anyway, V-Skill 2, it puts uh, um, uh, an orb on the screen that she can hit in a variety of ways and cause it to explode, which was creating a number of solid like Okazemi and kind of trap setups for giving her opponent kind of one more thing to like look at and juggle. And uh, so... All this stuff sounds really good, and Falk was formerly either the worst character in the game or the second to worst, wherever you had her. Uh, she was down there. Yeah. Uh, I actually think she got quite a bit better, but unfortunately, so did most everyone else. And I think her changes are significant. And, and, and we have her at number six here. This is a significant, like, oomph to the character, but she also needed a lot of help. Um, so I don't think there, that we're going to be flooded with Falks in the future. Um, and so I don't think her ceiling is a lot higher. I think her basement is quite a bit higher. And, and that means she's not as hard to win with as she once was. Um, and so I don't think her, her tier ranking is going to improve, you know, probably a lot because of like, you know, the ecosystem of the game and all that kind of stuff. Um, I do think that if you play Falk and you actively care about this character, I think you got improved a lot and your ability to win with her is substantially better. 
So it's kind of a weird like thing having her at number six because it's like, well, did she really change that much? And I'm like, from a certain point of view, yes. If you play this character, you're going to love what she is now, I think. Um, to just They improve so many things about her, but in the overall Street Fighter V meta and everything like that, I don't think she moved the needle a ton. Hmm. So she'll still probably be bottom ten or something like that, but just it's but it's like not a bad bottom ten. Yeah, um, and, and you know it, it's there's I don't know you know who the the new bottom is and stuff in this game because uh, some characters you know most characters got moved up like in some way shape or form uh, except for maybe Fong who I don't know what the hell they were thinking with him uh, and I think there's a good chance he's the worst character in the game at this moment. Uh, but if if you told me Falk is still bottom five, I'd be like yeah that that makes sense. But again. And she got a lot of quality of life stuff to if you play this character, you weren't playing this character to play a high tier character before. Like you, you played Falk because you love the character and you like how she's designed and all that kind of stuff. That's why you were playing her. And your overall experience got a lot better, in my opinion. But yeah. She got a pretty decent goodie bag. Yes. Yeah. So it's just, it's a lot of things like the meta doesn't really agree with who she is as a character. Um, she's zoning crazily now, right? Yeah. Because like there's always a fireball out there, but then she's got the reach and she's got anti-airs. No matter who you are, it's just single button input, anti-airs for days. She's just going to try to frustrate you. But again, is that going to work against the Street Fighter Five? But when I get in, you're done yeah. kind of mentality. And I don't know. I don't think that's going to win tournaments. But exactly. and if it does, and if it does, that sucks because that is just Falk keeping people out, which is cool the first time it happens because no one's seen her like you know on a, on a live stream before. But the three hundredth time, we're just waiting for Falk, you know, like playing backwards and just zoning people. And oh my gosh, infiltrations! Falk is terrifying me in my mind right now. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is going to be a thing. If, if this is a thing, let's let's just hope she's bottom ten. Yeah, it's and that, that's I think what Capcom. I, I I actually wonder if that wasn't their mindset. Like we don't want Falk to be amazing, but we want her to be more solid. And uh, we we called her Jank before instead of Falk. That was her name. Um, and and a lot of her Jank seems to be smoothed over now. Right. Uh, and the J A N K E. Exactly, Janky. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, but um. I don't think you're going to see an army of Falk players, you know, rise up and be amazing. But I do think like there's potential for your infiltrations or Justin Wong's to come in and actually win an entire tournament with this character. Now, um, it's it's possible, you know, and, and uh, yeah. So so there it is. So she's really good at what she does, but what she does isn't really good. Isn't really nice. But yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I had to quote Wolverine there. But uh, but yeah, um, I think it's a really good assessment of her. Cool. All right. So moving on at number five, we have Kage. And uh, this is kind of an interesting character because I, I, I looked at his V skill too and kind of the way that Capcom hyped it up. And what I've actually been seeing with that so far is it mainly being used in combos and such. Uh, and I didn't see it used very much in neutral or as any kind of like setup device and whatever. Um, Kage players all seem to be using V trigger too. You know, I, I, they're not using his kind of like focus attack V skill. Uh, um, I should back up here. They, they mostly seem to be using his dive punch view skill too. Um, and then also using it with V trigger too, um, which is like where he has his ground pound, his jumping ground pound and like his ranging demon. Um, and I know that V skill two improves a bit with V skill one, right? That was one of the things that Capcom kind of sold us on. Um, so it's, it's interesting that one of the kind of like predicted ways of Kage being amazing kind of hasn't been the case so far. Um, but this is a character you've played. Uh, I know you played him in the past actively and I know you're, you've been recently playing them like like what do you think what are you seeing 
So I have not explored the new potential of Kage, but I have explored just how is he able to, uh, how does he feel when you're playing him in the neutral and playing very basic footsie Street Fighter. Now, I haven't tried to play him like that online, I've only played that locally with someone who's willing to play footsies with me, so that's a thing to begin with. But it's been super fun to do that. Like he's a, he's a fun character to um, to use just a few basic tools to set up a back and forth. And now you have to figure out, you know, is it my crouching medium kick that I'm I'm trying to use or push the issue with, or am I hanging back and going to catch you with a standing fierce punch into the business? And he's got some really fun combos that are going to get even better as I learn more of what he can do. Uh, but uh, so so. He's got a lot too. If you look at his changes, mm -hmm. he's got just he he got the premium gift bag that you get at like a politician party where they're paying you to keep quiet about something cuz he got like bits to his frame data, more damage, uh, better combos. Like you said the new V skill is it's definitely something because it becomes a dive punch. Uh, and and we'll get that we'll get to that in a second. Um he got more life and uh, and so it's like He's he's one of those characters that has become uh, he's really excelled in the footsies with punishing neutral realm. So again, if the game indeed goes in that direction, Kage is someone you got to watch out for mm -hmm. because maybe he's not like the the best there, but he's pretty good. And if he can really capitalize on when he lands those hits, watch out. Um, something I want to get to though, the V skills and the V triggers complement each other, right? Because if you pick V skill one. And V trigger two is it? Then then uh, V skill one becomes more powerful during V trigger two, or is it V trigger one? I, I keep getting confused with these, but I was using V skill two with V trigger two, and I don't think that that empowers V. It does not. Yeah, skill that's, two, and that's the most popular configuration I'm seeing online by right, far. Right, and that's that's weird to me because uh, the V skill itself, like I'm not sure about how it how it deals like in combos or if you can use it to like. Uh, make unsafe moves a little safe uh, or maybe just weirdly interruptible and it becomes a little 50-50 game. Um, but you'd want that dive punch from using V-Trigger 1, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, and that's, it's weird that people are not using it that way. And and to answer your question too, I am seeing V-Skill 2 quite a bit, the, the you know, dive punch, whatever it is, uh, in combos, but like not as like a big combo, more of like, you know, early round combo to try to build V-Gage and get towards his resources where he's really powerful. And it, it's it's an aid to get him there. So, hmm. Yeah, I like, and I kind of liked the focus attack. You can beat it by going low. It's not the the most awesome thing, but it was like another thing to use in the neutral, and it has a good range. So you could space it out and catch some stuff. And given that it does absorb a high attack, uh, it, it's cool. Like it's got some uh, utility. Demon and stuff. Like Kage's got a lot of good things. Mm -hmm. It's just like, will he be able to play his game? Um, will he be like kind of the new Karen or something like that of this? Like where he he plays neutral really well and then he whiff punishes you for big time damage. I don't think he's quite fast enough for that. I'm not sure, but he's he's definitely one of those. Uh, Candidates for top 10, I would say. It's funny that you compare Kage to a certain other uh, top-tier character, and I'll, I'll go in a slightly different direction here, and I'll remind everyone that Akuma went from 875 health to 900 in Season 2.5, and it feels like Kage you know, got another 25 health as well, um, mm -hmm. but 
25 health for one character doesn't mean the same for another. And I remember Akuma going from like, yeah, that character's good to like, oh my gosh, this character's really freaking good now. And that 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 health buff, man, just being able to live and, and be alive long enough with the tool set and the, the KO power that you have, that extra hit can mean a huge difference for this character. And, and that's what it feels like right now. And I get that on paper, you might look at it and you know kind of be like, why are people hyping this up so much? But then you start seeing it in practice practice and you seeing oh yeah kage's got a whole nother round here in him and you ooh okay like that's really good and uh, one of the other things he's got as well is his uh, forward stand heavy punch. Um, that actually forces a uh, stand on the opponent now. Like if they're crouching, they're going to stand up. That allows Kage to kind of fish with that in neutral uh, and another fish button to, to, to land big Kage damage and mix up things and whatnot. Because that, that goes into his target combo, right? right. The heavy, heavy kick afterwards. Yeah. And then uh, also on the target combo, I believe he can cancel right into his V skill too to get that extra damage on there. And, and so Kage actually hits... A little harder all the way around right now. He doesn't have, from what I've seen, he doesn't have gigantic new amazing combos, but all a, a solid portion of his combos now they do a little bit more damage and they then build his V gauge if he's using V skill exactly. And and so when you're talking about that, you know that that grab bag of, of wonderful stuff that Kage got, like I was looking through there, and I'm like, man, I I don't see the standout like just hit me in the jaw change but you start factoring all of these little things that he got and you go oh man that collectively adds up pretty yes. darn well and that is a big thing that's a big takeaway i had looking at this character uh, um but but how do you feel about that like do you feel that's a pretty good assessment with, with when you've been playing him absolutely like uh there are a few things to say first off yes there are a couple of grab bag characters he's one of the ones that got so much that even if like you're saying one thing doesn't stand out like oh crap this is the thing that's going to make this character broken the sheer number is something you just can't ignore now it's still just on paper for all we really you know know at this point but it's like look for that put your money on kage right now as far as the the you know just the odds go it looks really good for him um the other thing is that you guys know my relationship with street fighter 5 and such uh, but i like legit would rather stop recording this podcast right now and go play kage <laughs> uh, and and that hasn't happened in quite some time so um that's exciting like there's a lot of it gets back to that potential with this new patch that there's so much to explore with a lot of these characters and the fact that they might have a shot at getting up there and that's encouraging too uh it's like it's a good it's a good move so with kage specifically yeah i think he's a good candidate for top 10 and uh and i'm excited uh i will note that daigo Pierre Balrog, Alex Valle, and then Ota, uh, Otani. Um, he is uh, a member of the Fudo group, and I don't mean Fudo the player, I mean Fudo the, the sponsorship group. Um, he was previously an Akuma player. Uh, they are all currently using him right now. Uh, now, I want to be careful with this because Daigo has experimented with plenty of other characters and not stayed with them in previous seasons, so take that how you will. But the fact that strong players are looking at him is almost always an indicator that the character is very good. It's rarely where you see a solid five for, you know, kind of pro level players switch over to a character and that character isn't very strong. Uh, I'm sure that there's some examples of it, but it's super, super 
rare. Um, and I will say that one of the biggest buffs that I think that Kage got is actually the nerfs to Akuma. And sure. I'm seeing a, a bunch of people who um, who previously played Akuma kind of dabbling with other characters, and Kage happens to be one of them that they're looking at, and that makes a ton of spe- uh, sense. This guy, he just packs a crazy punch when he hits you. That is his design. And, and all these little things we've mentioned are adding up into it. And so it's kind of funny. It's it's like he doesn't knock you out on paper, uh, I think, initially, uh, but he overwhelms you with the, the sheer amount of stuff that he can eventually throw at you. And uh, All right, let's wrap this up yeah. so I can go play I <laughs> gotcha gotcha it's the Kage <laughs> promotion podcast so uh, anyway at, at number four uh, we have Cody and uh, this is probably going to be a big time shocker for most people especially with how hard uh, we went on his V skill too at first because it's it's a parry V skill and the history of that is just our you know dodge counter or whatever and stuff um and I'm like, whatever, you know, kind of thing like that's just it's going to like his V skill one so great and all that kind of stuff and what shocked me about this is uh, his V skill two, the follow up attacks on that work really well. Not only do they work mm. well in combos to build V gauge, but they work well in neutral. And I just I could not believe that this freaking thing ended up being so applicable and strong. Actually, like not just like oh people are using it. No, this is really really good. And to give people an example of this is. Um, uh, I watched uh, Cody players dodge Daigo's fireball in neutral from Kage. Daigo's playing Kage, uh, and then sweep him in neutral twice in the span of about ten seconds. It was not a fluke. It was not a oh you know whatever type stuff. They're like oh you're throwing a fireball Daigo. That's nice. Here's a low dodge. Here's a sweep, and now you're punished for doing it. Plus I built V gauge, and now I'm in on you. A uh, cool kid. Just to give you an idea of how quick this is and and how fast you can react to it. He was doing this against reuse V trigger one fireballs hmm. v trigger one fireballs cody is dodging and sweeping them and this is on reaction 100 percent. this is not a, a wish punish or anything like that this is like you better be really careful when you're throwing fireballs at cody in neutral now because uh he's gonna beat you up for it and not only does his v skill um to sweep like you could do it quickly and on reaction stuff like that this thing is only negative six and it seems like you can use it from ranges where it's safe against a solid portion of moves in the game. Um, it's it's a negative six sweep. Like, that's real good. Uh, and even if this thing, thing is blocked, even if you don't hit someone with it, uh, but in you just, you know, unblock and stuff like that, it is still building V-Gage. It still builds V-Gage. I'm going, holy crap, this is really good. And I cannot believe, uh, like, I, you know, I, I can't believe Capcom designed something so functional for the character and, and just so dang good. Uh, and from what I've seen, like, every single time Cody is getting one of the follow-ups, like, raw, it's building one-eighth of the gauge he needs to get to V-Trigger 2. And if you're not familiar with Cody's V-Trigger 2, you do not want to be. That is a very, <laughs> very, very powerful V-Trigger. That's uh, where he pulls out the pipe and he's got all the mix-ups with the rocks and this command grabs and all that kind of stuff. And it's just like this character is now getting to his um, his, his V-Trigger even faster. Uh, John Takauchi has dropped Rashid from what I can see right now and is now playing Cody. So someone dropped Rashid. That's breaking news right there. It's got to go up on event hubs. We're going to stop the podcast and post that. But uh, they dropped freaking Rashid to play Cody. My mind was blown. I've got more stuff, but I just, yeah, I've got to pass it over to you now because uh, how wrong we were. Like, I I can't believe V-Skill 2 is not only, like, useful, but really freaking good. My mind is still blown. So How how much does Cody have to earn his ins at this point? (sighs) 
or does he get to like zonk knuckle and be plus two on block okay so speaking of zonk knuckle they gave him a level two uh zonk now and before previously he could not combo after it really unless it was counter hit uh now he can do it and this level two zonk takes about five seconds of holding a button to charge up right uh, but mm-hmm. it's also plus five on hit, which means it can go into a bunch of his normals. Uh, I watched John Takauchi, uh, uh, Daigo miss like a hurricane kick, right? Uh, without crush countering, without counter hit, and not spending a bar, John Takauchi got a 255 damage punish on Daigo. Great. Yeah. <laughs> this is, again, no meter, no anything. He he level two zonked him, and he got 255 damage and was in, not in a bad situation for follow-ups and stuff afterwards. I'm not saying great. I'm not saying he had, you know, plus 20 Oki and all this other kind of stuff, but he was, yeah, it was it was good. So, so yeah, it, like Cody's the, one of these brawler characters that gets in your face, puts you in these, like, scary 50-50s that sometimes feel like 75-25s, you know, with that V-Trigger 2, all those setups there. Um, he's kind of like, well, Brawler, it's it's in the same ballpark as Grappler in the sense that they just kind of like walk you down and then just beat the crap out of you. He's not doing command grabs as much, right? But he's just beating the crap out of you. And you want to keep I mean... him back at bay. But if he can just get in with stuff and or just like wait for you to do something and then consistently beat it like if he just takes fireballs out of the game with v skill 2 that's that's really strong and this game like there's already a lot of answers to fireballs and they've they've tried to do something like like well with reuse v trigger 1 right make him be able to chuck those things all day and make him real scary if cody can just negate that with his v skill is not the, not only does it not require meter it builds meter that's a pretty scary thing. Yeah, and it's generally going to be safe from most ranges that you're applying it from. And not only that, but he can use that V skill too in combos now too uh, to to get some. Uh, you're you're definitely giving up the damage on it, but you're getting to V skill or I should say V trigger two a lot faster. Um, and speaking of V triggers, I'll note that Capcom buffed the hell out of his knife V trigger V trigger one. Um, yeah, I mean it got like just five buffs or some ridiculous thing. Um, but the thing about it is I have yet to see a single Cody player use it in, in ranked match play because of how strong V-Trigger 2 is. And V-Trigger 2 has always been good. I don't think they made a single change to it. It's really darn good. It's just, you know, it, it yeah. So um, uh, I will say that Shazi, uh, one of the, the, top, the, the top Cody player um, and uh, one of the top players on Street Fighter Five, I think he's like number five overall or something like that. He is still using the double kicks and even those got uh, the, the final fight ones, um, those even actually were improved a bit and got less recovery. Um, but I mean, I, I think that what's going to happen is when most people realize how good V-Skill 2 is, I think they're going to switch right over to it because maybe you keep that, that double kick thing for some reasons, uh, some matchups I should say, but I wow it's i was shocked and again you know we've got cody here at number four i was just shocked at how much better i think this character is going to be and uh and there it is he is right now a paper better character he could fall into that trap of season two vega but he is also one of those to just kind of like watch out for if someone like momochi moves over to using him and can get the job done uh there's a good chance that someone like momochi can get the job done with his character uh there's a good chance that someone like cool kid can get the job done with his character like uh he looks like appropriately strong or maybe too strong who knows uh but i'm a little wary yeah it might only be though that he's in certain matchups he's particularly good but then others can maybe just negate all that he's really strong with so we'll see but Another one to keep an eye out for, for sure. There you go. So at number three, we have Ed. And uh, the 
the biggest changes for this guy was a psycho flicker, which is machine gun punch. Basically, you know, he hits you a bunch of times and whatnot. Uh, it's now safe. It went from negative three to negative two, and it gives Ed a consistently safe special without having to even space it well. Uh, safe specials are very rare in Street Fighter V, and the fact that Ed has one right now is big time. Uh, he got some easier to hit combos and confirms due to crouching light punch, pushing back less on hit. Uh, I think one of the, if you followed Ed, one of the main weaknesses he's previously had uh, is, is, you know, comboing from stuff from, you know, longer ranges and whatnot. Well, that's less of an issue for a multitude of reasons. The other reasons it's less of an issue is uh, Psycho Flicker, what the move I just talked about. It's less likely to randomly drop people out on the second or third hits at long ranges. Once again, a little bit easier. Uh, also, Psycho Flicker hits from further out before. He steps forward a little bit more now when he does it, once again, increasing his ability to combo. So, uh, I was watching Oil King, uh, another, uh, I believe, former Rashid player, uh, as I was talking about, and he has switched over to him, and his ability to hit combos from further out and to make your life miserable is quite a bit stronger. And you are seeing the, the psycho flicker just kind of like all throughout the match now. I mean, again, why would you not do it at this point? Sure. It's it's perfectly safe against most, you know, most situations at negative two. Uh, it spaces him out in some pretty good, you know, opportunities and whatnot. He can go, uh, his crouching medium kick has always been very good in terms of his range, and, you know, uh, and it goes right into it. Uh, there's a bunch of things that this guy has going for him. I haven't even gotten to him all yet, but that to me is the biggest one. Uh, but But how do you see it? He was in a similar camp to Falk, right? Yes. With being pretty close to the bottom and being one of these new... I mean, they're, they're really similar characters just across the board. I think they're both bison clones and everything, right? So, but... And Falk got a lot of good stuff, but like we said, she might not have gotten enough to get her out of the bottom 10. What do you think about Ed? Ed's real good. Uh, yeah, it, it sounds like you're, the Ed's real goods are, are stronger than the Falk's real goods. Oh, yeah. Wait, this is not a character who's the worst in the game anymore. Uh, this is, if you told me, like, I'm not saying he is, but if you told me right now this is a top 10 character, I'd say, okay. I'd say, yeah, I, I can see it. Uh, and one of the other reasons why is um, his backward walk speed actually got improved. And and for some characters, they, you know, they mentioned this in the patch notes that their, their walk speed has changed and all that. And it's kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. Uh, you notice Ed's backwards walk speed being better because this guy is slippery as all hell now. Um, he dances in and out of your effective ranges doing the psycho flicker and doing his other things. That just adds to his spacing and kind of stuff that he can do. And, and it feels like this character is not Rashid. He does not have that level of mobility, but damn, does he ever feel slippery as all hell now. And he's just constantly moving in and out of spots that you kind of don't want him to be at and just making a complete nuisance of himself. It sounds like Infiltration, who used the character used amongst the character. a few others yep. to get, what, second at the Red Bull Kumite qualifier? Yes. Yeah, and he, you know, he used a good bit of Monad as well. Like, I think his Ed kind of got a little bit found out, but I mean, he also has not had time to put in to the character to make him, you know, great. Uh, on top yeah, of it's infiltration day five, Ed, and yeah. getting second plus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on top of this, he got more health and stun. Uh, which, okay. Uh, and yeah, and there are other buffs I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go into because they're like, they're all add up to more, but those are like the main ones that are just jumping out. So yeah, uh, not calling him high tier. Uh, I, I definitely need to see more of him. Uh, but I think he's at the very worst, a mid tier character right now, like the very worst. I, I can't see him being below it. Uh, and, and the main takeaways is just the number of things that he needed and, and, and 
he got, you know, and, and he's just a hell of a lot better all around. Like he, he just, he got new stuff and he got the stuff that sucked before really good. And, and if, and that's a recipe that you follow if you're Capcom, if you have the worst character in the game or, or among them, this is what you do to them. You make them very viable and very good. I'm not fearful of Ed being a dominant top five character right now. Uh, we'll see where he ends up. I'm not saying it's not, you know, uh, it's absolutely not going to happen. I'm just, it's like when you have one of the worst characters in the game, this is what you do to them. And, and, and yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm still, he, he's mind melting me right now in terms of like how good or not good he is. Uh, I, I, I don't know where the hell to place him. I just, I know he's a lot better. Well, okay. So how about we just tether him to something we've kind of already established um, a little bit tangible here. We know that he's better than Falk. Uh, did you think he got better than, or do you think he'll place higher than Kage will? I think there's a chance. That seems yes. like I, I think ooh, there's. You think Ed might even be better than Kai? I think there's a legitimate chance that Ed might be better. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it. I think that the likelihood is Kage is better, but if you if you I and probably I think Ed's maybe a slot or two below it, but I don't know yet. It's Ed was such a bad character that very few people played. Uh, Kage had more people playing him. You know, and he was a bit better than Ed. So it's it's a little hard for me to judge like this early on. But yeah, sure, sure. All right, so uh, with Ed at number three, now at number two, we have Rashid. And uh, people might you know, laugh at, at him being this far up our list in terms of characters who have changed. But I want to list off his nerfs first off and mention that um, uh, Stand Heavy Punch, Crouch Heavy Punch, Crouch Medium Kick, and Standing he- uh, Medium Punch, they're all more with Punishable for him. And those were all the moves that you saw Rashid sitting there in neutral spamming away at over and over again and over again and really messing up the game and making street fighter five not very fun to watch and enjoy rashid is a character that i think is going to be the barometer for testing it how much this game has changed when in regards to the whole neutral whiff punishing thing that being the way more characters are playing versus is it just do it because rashid got a lot of his just do it normals regulated so that he can't just do them anymore mm-hmm. at least that's what it, it's looking like and um, I think you've said as much from what you've seen in tournaments and things like that. So if he can resort back to just going crazy off the wall, zany, who, you know, can you can you juggle all these juggling pins as I just do one of them randomly, then he'll still be way up there. Um, like I think uh, uh, Majin Ten Shinhan feels like he's still going to be one of the best characters, probably one most represented characters. Um but if if not, if you're basically forced to play in the neutral and his neutral has been nerfed and he can't just rely on the just do it, then I think that's an indicator that this game has shifted in the way that Capcom really wants to shift it. So he's, like I say, kind of the barometer I'm looking at to see if these particular changes are really going to matter, if they're going to echo in eternity, or if they're just ultimately a slap on the wrist because he doesn't need to be good here because it's better to just do it. Yeah, and, and I think that's a really good assessment to keep in mind with Rashid because I would say his just do it factor before was a ten out of ten. You know, he that he that he had just do it freaking tattooed on his forehead. That is what Rashid was, and I think now that has dropped from a ten out of ten to about a six or a seven, which is still good. That's still far more than you want. You know, and he's going to be Rashid still at the end of the day, but I think this knocks him down enough where he's like not dominating tournaments. It's like okay, well, yeah, sure, you're you're you're. Going to be able to do just do it stuff, but now you can be punished a little bit more for it. You're spinning mixer; those combos do less stun right now, you know. Um, and the big salvation, you know, that everyone was looking at, you know, the V skill too, that's not panning out so well. 
Oil King actually jumped on Twitter and said, hey, look, uh, V-Skill 1 is superior to V-Skill 2. Uh, and he mm-hmm. said that V-Skill 2 is basically just for fun. And I, so I went to look at this. I'm like, how's it looking? Right? I, wa- I want to know. You know, I mean, uh, obviously, he, he's a big you know, voice in the room. But JB, Gotcha-kun, Dual Kevin, uh, when I last looked, they're all using V-Skill 1. Uh, Big Bird, mm-hmm. John Takauchi, and Oil King, uh, they are, are all likely, at least at this point, moment in time, they have switched off Rashid. I don't know if that's going to stick, but they are all playing different characters now and no longer playing him uh, actively. Uh, and that actually leaves us with Moke, um, who last I saw was still experimenting with V-Skill 2 a bit. Um, and, and, you know, that, that does make me think there might be some juice there that people have not tapped into. But he was also using V-Skill 2 like less than 10% of the time overall that I saw. He's mainly using V-Skill 1 as well. And if you look over Rashid's patch note changes, you will see nerf, 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 nerf. And, and V-Skill 2, like I mentioned before, was supposed to be his val- salvation. If that's not the case, I don't know what this character is leaning on besides his previous glory. And his previous glory got weakened. Like, I I, I don't see anyone arguing that, that Rashid was not nerfed. Um, the only, again, like I said, the V-Skill 2 argument, right? The, and, and so... I look at this character as being substantially worse. It's why I have him up here at number two. Um, I think he's very clearly no longer the number one character in this game. Uh, I have him around the top 10, which I still think is good. He's still Rashid, but just going from number one dominant, you know, freaking way too many tournaments, six of them at Capcom Cup, was it? Some Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I think those days are over. I, I, I hope those days are over. Maybe it's a little bit of optimism on my end, but I actually legitimately do think they are. And, and I think that you're going to see a number of, of Rashid players, you know, still do well with him. He's still a good character. Top 10 in this game is still real darn good. Um, but yeah, uh, that's how I'm seeing it. Well, I look at what he can still do. He can still do the wall shenanigans from the corner. He still has amazing corner carry when he hits you. And really all of his special moves are, for the most part, intact, save for he doesn't get quite as much stun on his spinning mixers, which, great, good, I'm glad. And he lost, uh, or he didn't get the vitality buffs that many other characters did. But he, I mean, like, he doesn't have as many just do it in the neutral with normals, but, like, well, that's one of those kind of things where how much of a nerf is that at the pro level? You know, where you're not usually whiffing. Well, they do a little bit. They do a little bit, and there will be a reduction there. But I think his changes are going to echo a little bit more in the in the casual realm. Or not the casual realm, but, like, the lower levels. Um, and, I, I like, in the realm where I'm at, you know, I'm, I'm trying to whiff punish and stuff. And, and Rashid's that are playing, like, at, you know, like, Diamond and... and grandmaster levels or maybe not quite grandmaster but like a lot of the rashids you run into in the higher ish levels of online are still going to be whiffing these um these really good buttons and maybe you are able to whiff punish them now but is oil king going to be out there just like whiffing heavy punch all day like was he doing that before because that's where rashid kind of got nerfed is he can't be la da and and cavalier with his normals but a lot of pros aren't all that cavalier with their normals. You know, they're re- pretty calculated. I, it's, it's like hit it when block. At RBK, they started trying to do that again, and they started getting destroyed from it. Like Hichipamu took Zangief standing uh, medium punch and said, oh, you're going to whiff crouching medium punch and, and neutral against me? Or uh, crouching heavy punch, I should say. And like, oh, that ain't happening no more. And so it was like Big Bird and Gachakun trying it. Uh, I forget which one. Um, and all of a sudden, they're like, oh, I can't do that no more. You know, That's and, good. And that's a really good sign. Yeah, so I mean, that's actually one of the big reasons I'm a believer in it is 
is it's it's you know the top seven Rashid players. They look fundamentally different. And again, switching off Rashid is something that like basically never happens. You know, it. I'm sure there's some cases of it of you know people dabbling and whatnot. But if you played Rashid, why would you ever play someone else? Uh, was pretty much the philosophy on it, and we kind of saw that, right? Uh, yeah. And now they're uh, half of the about half of the the major Rashid tr- uh, pro player population is at least looking elsewhere for another character. Th- that to me is big time. But, That's a really good sign. Yeah. I, and I guess I'm just trying to protect myself. Oh my, <laughs> my heart, like not get the hopes up too high. But a lot of the the paper is somewhat promising there have been naysayers that are still very afraid uh but you know like afraid of v skill 2 and afraid of the character not being changed too much but i think a lot of that is ptsd and the examples and the the paper are both pointing pretty strongly in a direction we'll give it more time but so far so good yeah uh and we have a story up on the website where you can read more about the rashid changes and whatnot john you, you did a great job going in depth on that so please check that out as well um but you might be going hey if rashid is number two who the hell is your number one character <laughs> and oh freaking boy what the hell did you do capcom chun li chun li is number one uh, and the reason why is crouching medium kick into heavy kick lightning legs and knocks down now. Seemingly innocuous change in the patch notes, right? May not even sound like a big deal. Here's the thing. She does that and she dashes up and she is plus 14. That is not a mistake. I did not stutter on that or you know mess it up. She is plus 14 on one of her basic conversion things. This is freaking nuts this is her her bread and butter combos this is all this other kind of stuff chun li players can can do this go make a sandwich come back and still be plus with her okazemi now that is it's ridiculous mm-hmm. uh i mean she's getting stuff like her stand heavy kick which is like plus uh 12 frames of startup or whatever uh and she can use that to uh frame trap three frame normals now you know it is it, 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 a 12 frame startup button is, is frame trapping you on her basic core bread and butter stuff. And when I was watching Chun-Li players do this, I was seeing this up, down, left, right. It was a mm-hmm. core thing of what every Chun-Li player was trying to do now and set up. It was ridiculous to a degree where I'm like, I really think Capcom messed this up really bad. This is maybe the worst balance change I've seen them do in all of season five. I, I, I like hands down. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. Yeah, the Chun Li players have just been loving it. You see, you go on Twitter and such, and they're really excited for that. And there, I think even um, some are saying like, "This is OP. This is really good," because she's going to be able to play footsies, which is what they're trying to make the game be, and she's going to be able to do it amazingly well. The it's going to be like she'll be, I think, Karen, but easier to to do than Karen was, and uh, and Karen got some nerfs in the footsies realm. Um, this character might just kind of come in and take her spot because she's getting the relatively like it's not easy to do whiff punishing but like it's something that the strong players can do and can take advantage of and she has this really powerful tool in it right now where not only is she going to do it and get some good ass damage but then the follow-up afterwards to put you in in worse situations like she can honestly when I say someone has an honest approach, it's it means that you're not going to have something that just completely trumps it or beats it. Like, it's just a foundational thing. It's a rock, it's a paper, or a scissors in a game of rock, paper, scissors, where you're just going to have to deal with it and play around it with a sense of honesty for, for the most part. Um, the big question, uh, the thing that will hurt Chun is, again, 
if the just do it's are still strong enough to negate the neutral. But if neutral is, is king, she is queen for sure in this game because like no one's gonna have what she has here. It's just so much, so much uh, gain out of being able to play neutral. And she's already a character that gets to set up neutral really well because of her ranged pokes. She's she's gonna force you to try to jump and things like that, but she has great anti-air, so then you have to try to, you know, mix in being on the ground and you're juggling how far she's able to reach you and 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 that helps with how much she's able to move in and out and open up the be able to get close enough to do crouching medium. And it's like this character has it all right now for where this game is headed. Yeah, another big time indicator is I saw Punk. Mago, Rob TV, and Goichi all playing her again. Um, and Chun is seeing the kind of usage that user, usually results in a character being top tier, as I spoke about before. Now, Punk has always had a pocket Chun, and he's still playing, you know, Karen to some degree, but I saw a lot of, of Chun-Li on his account. Uh, Mago is a very well-known tier whore, you know, kind of thing. He, he's mm. gone from Kami to Karen, and now he's heavily looking at, you know, Chun-Li, Rob TV. Uh, Goichi has played her before. Um, it, it's, you know, so, I mean, he's always dabbled with Chun-Li, like, but not, it's kind of been back and forth. He's also a Dragon Ball Fighters player more so now, so I'm not going to focus too much on him. Uh, but one of the other things that I saw pop up there is the Topanga account on CFN. Um, and that's the one that Tokido most often plays on. Uh, and on that account, there were a lot of Chun-Li ranked matches. I don't mean right. a bit. I mean a lot. I don't know if this account is exclusive to Tokido or maybe, you know, Mav comes in and plays on it or something like that, right? I don't know exactly, but I do know that Tokido is the primary account holder on that one. It's the one he mainly plays on. And if Tokido is looking at Chun-Li again, like when he played in Third Strike and whatnot, Again, that's a that's a murderer's row of players looking at this character, and the reason they're looking at her is because she's really strong right now. Really, really, really strong. Um, I, I messed with her a bit in training mode, and it feels entirely possible to consistently hit confirm from cr her crouching medium kick. Uh, it's it doesn't seem like it's a you know there's a there's a nice big council window on it, right? You know, just like Karen's. Uh, Chun Li also got more health and more stun. <laughs> um, anyway. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm not happy with this. I, I'm really not happy with it at all. It's just like it, it seems we need like, a point five, and we're not yeah. getting a point five. I don't think we are. I think they're focusing on Intel World Open, yeah, Intel Evo and stuff. So uh, welcome back to season one. You know, I, I I mean, I really do like Chun Li as a character and all this other kind of stuff, but I'm just I'm so disappointed in this change. I really hope I'm wrong here too. I, I mean, I just if I'm wrong, I'm gonna be ecstatic. I just from what we know about Street Fighter Five, Okazemi pressure from neutral uh, that leaves you again in that massive of a plus state on dash up. So your point blank is ridiculous. It's so powerful in this game. I pretty much like, regardless of the character you play, it's super powerful. And she got it in spades and Chun-Li was not that what bad. What is she? Plus 14? Plus 14, I think. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, so for the record, I, I barely saw any V skill two usage, uh, her, uh, flip kick, you know, who cares? Um, she doesn't need anything else. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe that's a cherry on top of this, you know, kind of thing. Uh, maybe that's even better. Cause I think her V skill one is kind of whatever. Uh, I'm sure people are messing with her other, other changes first. Maybe her V skill two is completely worthless. I don't know. Um, it might be matchup specific. I, a lot of things that could happen there. But, I mean, my main takeaway here is be afraid of Chun-Li in Season 5. Be very, very afraid. All right, y'all. On that extremely scary thing, we're going to wrap it up. It's not Halloween. It's New Year's, but whatever. <laughs> That's where we're going to go with this one. 
Uh, like I mentioned, it's before. good that she has so many costumes because oh we're going to see her so often. At least there will be a visual variety, <laughs> yes. as they all do. Crouching medium into lightning legs. Oh it's the new air legs. Oh jeez. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't even know where to go with that one. But uh, um, the costumes are nice, so I will say that I do love her costumes. So. <laughs> uh, but once again, guys, uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, if you, you guys notice anything that you know you, you uh, disagree with or some stuff we might not have seen. There's certainly so much more to uncover with this game. Uh, you know, we're crossing our fingers that, that some of the stuff that we're fearing is not as bad as you know we're seeing it to be so far. Uh, we're gonna see about all that. But again, you know, feel free to interact with us. We're we're happy to hear it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. See you next week.